Okay, so Be'ezras Hashem, we're going to try and continue reviewing some of the Tzaddik and the Gon Rav Yitzchak Maya Morgenstern Shlita's Yat Kislev Drashos. So last week we had a few shirim that reviewed the Drasha of Yat Kislev, Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus, and the yard side of the Magad of Mizrich, and the Yom HaYitzia of Pada B'Shalom Nafshi of the Balatanya. And we discussed the Mimer from Tafshin Pebez. And this week, Bezras Hashem, we're going to try and discuss the Mimer for Yat Kislev from Tafshin Pei Aleph. And in Tafshin Pei Aleph, it seems that Yat Kislev was a Shabbos, it was Parshas Vayishlach. So it was Motzei Yat Kislev that the Rebbe gave over this Drasha, Lachora after Shabbos. And again, this will take us perhaps a little bit quicker than the previous Drasha, but we'll, we'll take it slowly and we'll see where we're going to and we'll see what the Rebbe is trying to teach us with regards to the essence of Teresa Hasidus. So again, this is an unedited printout. So this is a type up that Rebbe Kiva Erlinger Schlita typed up, but without adding footnotes, as far as I know, that hasn't happened yet. So there are some blank spaces. And again, all of the, all of the possible mistakes that emerge in, in anything I'm saying are all my own and have nothing to do with Avada, Rebbe Kiva Erlinger's way of, of communicating the teachings and Kavachoymer, something that doesn't need to be said, has absolutely nothing to do with the Rebbe or the Tzaddik's way of conveying the teachings. So in the beginning, there's a line that's cryptic and uh, I don't know what it means. Right? So clearly there was a Maisa that the Rebbe started talking about. It was a Maisa but the Balatanya would tell over about something that the Baal Shem Tov said. Okay, so Bezrus Hashem, one day we'll get to find out what that Misa is, and we'll see how it's connected to the Mimer. What we're going to see just Bader Chakdama in the part that we're going to be talking about tonight, and again, the, uh, the underlying theme behind the Rebbe's Yat Kislev Drasha from Tafshin Pei Aleph is how Torah Sachasidus and the Torah of Yehudim are shaykh to us, to us down here. And one of the revolutions of Torah Hasidus was to transform the Tachton into the Elyon and the Elyon into the Tachton to remind us that even though so many of us are broken down and stuck because we believe in the previous order of how things have been taught to us, that Shemayim is Shemayim and Aretz is Aretz. And if I find myself on the Aretz, then I'm not in Shemayim. But what the Rebbe seems to be pointing out as a theme that runs through a number of the Yat Kislev Drashos is that the Chiddush of Taras HaChasidus is the ability to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically in the Aretz, specifically in that place where we did not expect to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And even though we have all of the reason in the world to not believe in our capacity to be Mestavik HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though we have all of the reason in the world to believe that in our generation, in our lowly state, we have no shaykhs to the secrets that the Magad of Mizrich was teaching, or that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh was teaching, or that the Balatanya was teaching, or that all of the Tzadik HaMamit and we're teaching, nevertheless, comes along Yat Kislev and it teaches us that no, it's specifically from within the prison of our lives, specifically from that withholding, being stuck in the confines of the self, in the confines of the mind, in the confines of the dear Betachtainim, that we have the capacity to uncover the depths of Kedusha, the secrets of secrets, the Razin de Razin. And something that we're going to see, like we saw in Tafshin Pei Beis, is that the biggest prison 
that a person can find themselves in is atzvus and marashtaira, is sadness and despondency. That seems to be the general principle, at least in a number of the Atkislev Drashos, that the Rebbe is coming to show that Hasidus taught us how to escape from. Hasidus taught us how to escape from sadness. Hasidus taught us the importance of escaping from sadness. It came along first and foremost to teach us the danger of sadness. It also came along to teach us the ways to break free from sadness. And what we're going to see in this mimer is that in spite of the fact that one would assume that if sadness emerges in the lower places of our lives, then the way of escaping sadness is to run to the higher places of our lives. What the Rebbe is going to teach us is that that in order to fight sadness, you have to delve down deep into the birthplace of sadness itself, which is the dear betachtainim, in the lowest imaginable place, in the prisons of our lives, in the encounter with Esav. And it's specifically there that the light of Mashiach is going to be uncovered. The light of Mashiach, the light of the light of the Torah of Hasidus, which is the Torah of Mashiach, which is the capacity to transform the dear betachtainim into to the highest level of Shemayim itself. So with that, let's begin. The Rebbe writes, So this is a well-known idea that's brought down in Beis Rebbe and brought down in the history of the Balatanya that prior to the imprisonment of the, the Balatanya taught Hasidus in a particular way. And following the imprisonment, and more importantly, following the, the pidgeon from imprisonment, the Padabashalam Nafshi, the Balatanya decided and was capable of teaching Hasidus in a new and revealed way. As we know, it's brought down that the reason that the Balatanya was nitfas was because he was revealing Panimi Satora in too much of a revealed way. He was taking the loftiest of ideas, not simply Midos, but Moichin. He was teaching us not only how to live with healthy emotions, but how to contemplate the divine secrets of unity, and it was becoming that it was so revealed that anybody in the world was able to do it. Anybody who paid attention to what was being written in the Tanya, in Torah Or, in the Kutei Torah, in the Ma'amarim of the Mitler Rebbe Chulei, it became abundantly clear that it was harder to misunderstand the teachings than to understand them. And there was a Taina in Shemayim. There seemed to have been a Taina that you can't reveal such secrets. And the Balatanya understood this, and the Balatanya was willing to be Moser Nafsho and to undergo the prison experience, which was an aspect of death, an aspect of Mesir Nefesh, for the sake of Hiskala Satoira. And then the Yitz Sia of the Balatanya, the Padabashalam Nafshi, was not only a freedom from the punishment, but it was also Haskama Mishamayim that the Balatanya was now allowed to reveal his teachings in a more explicit way, and that the hiding and the concealment no longer needed to be utilized, and therefore there was a distinction between the gradations of Torah prior to the imprisonment and after the freedom from the imprisonment. Something we find similarly on a different level, in the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman taught Torah prior to his journey towards Eretz Yisrael, and he taught Torah after his journey towards Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Nachman famously stated that he was embarrassed, so to speak, whatever that means for us, or he was disgusted by the teachings that he taught prior to being Moser Nefesh to reach Eretz Yisrael, versus the teachings that he taught after reaching Eretz Yisrael. That by the tzaddikim, there are shlavim in the hiskalus of Torah. And that means that 
that there are different levels of understanding the Torah. Prior to the imprisonment, the Balatanya taught the teachings of Derech HaChasidus, but Derech HaMakifin. A makif is a surrounding light. It's something that I am aware of, but I cannot integrate that awareness into my inner experience. It's something that is so lofty and so transcendent that it seems to hover over my capacity to live it in the psychotheological experience of my day-to-day life. But after the Ma'asar, after that imprisonment and the Yitzhiya from the Ma'asar, then the Balhatanya seems to have begun teaching the teachings of Hasidus in a more panimi way, in a way that can be grasped within the soul itself, that can be grasped not simply as an intellectual idea or a transcendent ideal, but rather an imminent real, something that is real and present. Now, what the Rebbe is pointing out here is something incredible, is that the Rebbe doesn't use the language of the Panimi. The Rebbe doesn't say that before the Ma'asar, the Balatani was teaching B'derach Makif in a surrounding light, and after the Yitzhiya from the Ma'asar, that the Balatani started teaching by way of an inner light of a Panimi, but rather the Rebbe says that the distinction was that prior to the Ma'asar, prior to the imprisonment, it was B'derach Makifin. It was out there. It was not something that had a practical relationship with the day-to-day experience. After the Ma'asar, it was taught through the Oisios, through the language of the Arizal and the Ramak, through the Oisios of Kabbalah. On a certain level, what that might mean is that prior to the Ma'asar, the Baal Hatanya was teaching teachings that were not necessarily tethered in any explicit way or in an abundantly clear way to the writings of the Arizal so that there was the possibility of a taina, as we know historically that there was, that the Balatanya came along and was arguing with the Arizal, or that the Balatanya and the teachings of the Balshemtov were something other than the teachings of the Arizal or the teachings of the Ramak. But after the Ma'asar, what the Balatanya was Moisenefesh to do was to reveal that no, Teresa Hasidus is born out of and expressed through the writings of Kabbalah themselves, that the writings of Kabbalah are the Raz, they're the secret, and the writings of Hasidus are the Razin the Razin, the secrets of the secrets. So it became more imminently clear that these teachings were ultimately rooted in the granted tradition of Panimiya Satira. So the Rebbe continues with a Pasuk from Pashas Vayishtach, Vayihi Lishor V'chamor. In terms of the encounter of Yaakov Avinu, Ish Tzadik, Ish Tam Yoshevaholim, the representation of Kedusha in this world, of light in this world, as he prepares to encounter his brother Esav, the opposite of everything that Yaakov represents, the concealment, the darkness, the difficulty of this worldly experience, the death as opposed to the life of Yaakov. So what Yaakov Avinu says, shor I had a shore and I had a chamor. I had an ox and I had a donkey. Shor, who Mashiach ben Yosef, chamor, is the aspect of Mashiach ben David. So already explicit in Chazal, we see that Yosef was related to the shore, Bechor shore, and it was also the way that Moshe Rabbeinu elevated the bones of Yosef HaTzadik from Mitzrayim, Ali shore, that Yosef is referred to as a shore la'ol, as an ox, which is representative of the process of Mashiach ben Yosef, the beginning stages of redemption, the redemption that takes place from within human experience itself, the redemption that 
emerges from below to above, and Mashiach ben David, which is the redemption that emerges from on high to below, is associated with a chamor, because we're told in Chazal that Mashiach is going to be an ani haroichav al chamor, an impoverished individual who comes riding on a donkey, engaged with physicality, engaged with chumrius, as the Maharal tells us. So Shor and Chamor represent the two stages of Mashiach Tzayin, which is the beginning process of redemption that takes place from within human activity, as well as the final Makab Patish, the hammer and the nail that goes deeper, which is the Mashiach ben David. Now the Rebbe quotes an incredible teaching here from the Magad of Mizrich. In addition to the fact that Shor and Chamor represent the two stages of Mashiach, of redemption, the redemption from the perspective of human volitional activity, as well as the redemption that comes about with the clarity that is something beyond human activity, Shor is a language of vision. As Rabbi Nachman teaches explicitly in the first teaching of Lukutim Maharan, that shore is a language of seeing, it's a lashon of histaklus. And what is it that a person has to look at? They have to look at the chamor. What does the chamor represent? Chamor represents chumrius, it represents physicality. But according to the Magad of Mizrich and Dibras Magid, it represents the root of physicality, the highest and loftiest place, the instantiation of limitation, that chomer hakadmon, that expression, that birthplace of the emergence of existence, which is the chamor hakadmon, the Chomer HaKadmon that the Ramban refers to as the Hiuli, as that Hylic matter that is representative of the lofty level of Kesser, which is the emergence of physicality prior to it actually being physical in the access point of a Metziah, Sheinab and Metziah, something that exists but doesn't really exist, as the crossover point, as the transition point where the infinite begins to manifest as finite, as the Ramban expresses in the beginning of his parish and Parshas Bereshis, and as the Rashash expresses in the heart of his Hakdama of Rechavasanar. So according to the Rebbe, according to the Magad of Mizra, that this Pasuk, Vayihili Shor V'chamor, teaches me that I need to cultivate a shore, a vision, of the chamor, of the Chomer HaKadmon, that I need to learn how to look and contemplate and see the highest and the most original instantiation point of the emergence of being, of physicality, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu beginning to create the worlds. And somehow that ability to be mistakel and to look at that lofty place of that Chomer HaKadmon, of that Hiuli, of that Hylic matter that the Ramban describes as this matterless emergence of matter, that's going to give me an access point to the lights of Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. The Rebbe continues and he says, And it's explicitly clear in the 35th parak of Tanya, And we spoke about this in the first Mimer of Yat Kislev that we were discussing, that the Balatanya receives from his Rebbe the Magad HaGadol, That the only way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is going to rest in this world is in a receptacle that is completely nullified in the face of the light that is filling that receptacle, which is, as we saw, the light of Chachma. That's why Chachma is the prerequisite 
prerequisite to understanding Hashem's presence because Chachma is Kayachma, and I negate myself, I negate my egoism, I negate my selfhood, and it's only when I negate myself when I uncover the gradations of Bittal, of making room for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as opposed to my own egoisms and my own self-consciousness, at that point HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light has some place to rest. Inyan Madregas HaChachma, this is the Darga of Chachma, of Bittal B'Metzias, Shehu HaBittal, which represents the capacity of a person to put themselves in question, to place a question mark at the heart of our egoism, to recognize that perhaps our identities and our self-interest is not as sturdy as it seems to appear, and to allow ourselves to be mavatal ourselves, and on this it is written, all expression, all existence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's light in this world comes about by way of Chachma, through Bittal. And not only did the Magad of Mizrich teach us to the Balatanya as explicit in the 35th chapter of Tanya, but when a person looks at the writings of the Magad of Mizrich, the entirety of his teaching seems to be gradations in Bittal, stages of nullifying the ego, stages of nullifying the self in the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sha'ikarhu Bittal, that everything is dependent on Bittal, of making myself smaller, of getting out of my own way, of being a little bit self less self-obsessed, of recognizing that my selfhood is ultimately nothing but the reflection of the ultimate capital I, which is the Ani and the Anoichias of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'l'chol hadargin and all levels and all status points, whether it's Bittal Ayesh or Bittal B'Metzias or Bittal B'Etzem or Bittal B'Tachlis or Bittal of the Or and the Ma'or or Bittal of the Ziv and the Shalheves, all of the different gradations, even what we spoke about of the Darg of Ki'ilu Lo'yatzaklal, all of them are Erchen Shel Bittal. All of them are gradations and status points of Bittal. The Rebbe continues, and this is what the Pasuk means, what does it mean that I had a shore and chamor that Yaakov Avinu says to Esav? That in order to come to a place of Bittal, in order to come to a place of the light of Mashiach, I have to understand the secret of shore, which is Histaklis, at the chamor, which is the Chomer HaKadmon, the first instantiation of limitation, the highest point that the human mind is capable of contemplating after the infinite light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the Chaymer HaKadmon, which is the first instantiation of limitation, which the Ramban refers to utilizing Greek language as hylic matter, a matterless form of matter or a formless form. And Hiuli, it's surprising that the Ramban would utilize a, a foreign term to represent such a lofty level, the Chaymer HaKadmon, the highest experience, the highest level, the Keser, but what the Zidichava Rebbe points out, the Ateras Tzvi points out in his Sur Meravi Asetov, that this Darga of the Hiuli, this Darga of that Hylic formless form or that matterless matter that represents the interface between infinitude and the finite, between nothingness and something, that original instantiation of limitation that we need to contemplate, that we need to look at from the language of Shore. So the Atarasvi says Hiuli is Roshay Tevos Hashem Yimloch Liolam Vaid, that a Baruch Hu will reign supreme forever and ever, representative of the fact that even in these foreign terms, even in a Greek mythology, logical rendition of a phrase, Hylic matter, the Hiuli, is contained the expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinitude. Now the Rebbe is going to begin the process of bringing us down to a place 
we can then come back up to understand what it means to understand what does it mean to look at that original place and understand the light of Bittal. And that's going to be the secret of the Gilui of Taras HaChasidus, as well as Yaakov's encounter with Esav. HaKadosh Baruch Hu first and foremost created a world of chaos, and only afterwards, now we know, already from Bereshus, we know that that the world was desolate and it was empty. But what we see in the writings of Kabbalah is that there were two stages, two gradations in reality. There was Oilam Atohu, the world of shattered vessels, the world of Shira Sakelim, where there were too many lights and not enough vessels, or too many vessels and not enough lights. All of the different reasons, the Lesham Shabbat Vachalayma points out 11 different reasons as collected and scattered throughout the writings of the Arizal as to why the world needed to shatter, as to why there needed to be a world of chaos that preceded a world of rectification and order. But either way we slice it, there are two stages. It's a two-step dance. There's the Olam HaTohu, the world of chaos, which is synonymous with all forms of distraction, destruction, concealment, sadness, difficulty. And only afterwards comes along the world of rectification, Tikkun HaOlam, Tikkun of the vessels that were broken. And that is the place that we engage in, ultimately coming to that place of redemption. So what preceded rectification was chaos. Ula and seemingly, says the Rebbe, It appears that this world of tohu, this world that is described as oilam hanukudos, the world of points that lacked integration, it would seem that this is just the Arizal and the Tzadikim telling us about the historical progression of reality, but not telling us how to engage it, not teaching us how to live our lives, because what can be learned from these stages of chaos in terms of living a life that is meant to be ordered? So it would seem, that there's nothing to learn in terms of individual worship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the worlds of chaos. But rather, what seems abundantly clear is that everything we need to know about the service of God has everything to do with the world of rectification that comes about after that original world of chaos and desolation. However, in accordance with the teachings of the Torah's Chacham, Rav Chaim Di Rosa, who was the Taman Mufak of the Rashash, Rabbi Shalom Sharabi, who for the Rebbe is not only the, the name of the base Medrash based on various reasons, but also the bridge and the link that bridges the world of the Arizal and the world of the Baal Shem Tov. According to the Torah's Chacham, according to Rav Chaim Di Rosa, Mizba'er Sha'olim Hatohu Hu Bechinas Ha'olim Shal Atzvus. That in truth, the world of chaos is teaching us something about what it means to serve God. It is teaching us something about what it means to be a human being with conscious awareness of the self. And what the world of chaos comes to teach us is that it is a world of sadness. It comes to teach us about the experience of atzvus. Shu inyan hashvira, Shu and this sadness that the Torah's Chacham refers to the world of chaos as is associated with the shattering of the vessels, the destruction that took place at that stage of creation, which is referred to as Olam HaTohu as well as Olam HaNikudim. In the Arizal, prior to the Parsha of Vayishlach, which is when 
Yaakov Avinu comes to encounter Esav, what Yaakov Avinu first leaves is his experience with Lavan. And Lavan, and the entire encounter of Yaakov and Lavan, which the Arizal refers to as the Luban Ha'elyon, that elevated spate of whiteness and clarity, which are the secrets of creation and the secrets of the universe and existence. So what Yaakov Avinu encountered were the three stages of the different types of speckled sheep, which were Akudim, Nekudim, and Berudim. So now these three stages, Akudim is what happens before the Olam Atahu, Nukudim, those points that are singular without any reciprocity of relationship or inter-inclusion with one another represents the world of Tohu and Oilem Haberudim or Oilem Hatikun represents the stage of rectification. So this world of sadness, this world of Tohu, this world of chaos is also referred to as Oilem Hanikudim in the writings of the Arizal. And it turns out that according to the Taras Chacham, there is something to learn about when it comes to serving God from the world of Tohu. The Amnan, Nevertheless, what we need to understand is the words of the Rashash. We have to understand what Rav Shalom Sharabi taught us on Daf Tesam and Gimel in his Saktam of Rechova Sanahar, the very short introduction that he wrote to answer up the many questions of the Chachmeha Ma'arav, which is the introduction to Nahar Shalom, the book on the Kavanos, but ultimately the site, a small Haktama, which contains an infinite amount of information and light, that what the Rashash writes is, Shakas of Shakol Iker Hatikun, that for the Rashash, the Rashash explains, as many people will see in the Sadurim that they look at, that when it comes to having Kavana, when it comes to thinking about different names of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, when it comes to contemplating anything that the Arizal had to teach us, worlds, partsufim, oilamnois, akda abia that to contemplate on those things without the ever-present and perpetually real animating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is tantamount to Avodah That if I begin worshiping Partsufim, God forbid, or I begin to daven to Partsufim, or I begin to think that these elements have any inherent capacity of existence or presence, devoid of the animating light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that courses through those elements at every single possible moment and iteration of time, then a person is already stepping beyond the boundary of an appropriate way of thinking about these matters, and they find themselves in a dangerous territory of falling away from the secrets of Yichud into questionable ideas about God in this world. So what the Rashash says is that the most important thing to do when you're being mechavin, the most important thing to do when contemplating these things is always to remember the Shemos of Havaya, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that exists inside of everything at every perpetual moment, in spite of however complicated the details might get, what a person has to think about and contemplate and hold in mind at every moment is the Shemos Havaya. But it's not only the Shemos Havaya alone, but it's the Shemos Havaya with Nukudos, with particular inflection points, particular punctuation points. That's referred to as the Havayos Nukudos, which the Rashash refers to as the Darga of Chachma, which is the secret of Bina. Uh, which is the secret of Chachma and Bittal. So what the Rebbe is pointing out is on the one hand, we see that the world of Atzvus, the world of Tohu, the world of Shvira is associated with the world of Nekudos. But we also see that the Rashash says that the greatest way of fixing the world of Nekudos, the world of Tohu, the world of Shvira, the world of sadness, is with the Havayos HaMenukados. So instead of moving away from the problem, it seems that we're fixing the problem with the problem. So we have to understand what does it mean when the Rashash says 
that the essence of rectification of chaos, which is the world of Nikudos, is through the contemplation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence through the punctuated and vowelized forms of the names. So it's the exact same thing that we're coming to fix. It seems that we're coming to fix the sickness with the sickness itself. That the nekudos, the tohu, the atzvus, the sadness, which seemingly bears no impact on our individual lives, now we're being told that the way to fix it is by engaging with the havayos hamenukados, those punctuated and vowelized forms of havaya, which still bear a resemblance to the world of nekudos. Vahabir bazeh, and the explanation in this, says the Rebbe, shu'inyan shel erchen, it's all relative. It's all relative in the sense that, yes, we don't want absolute chaos in our lives. We don't want absolute sadness in our lives, God forbid. We know how big of a danger sadness is. We don't want absolute tohu in our lives. But from a relative perspective, when realized that everything is relative and everything can be seen through an infinite amount of lenses, depending on my situated and relative positioning, I begin to understand that there can be an aspect of Oilam HaTohu within Oilam HaTikun itself that there can be an aspect of shvira within the fixing itself, that there can be an aspect of atzvus within simcha itself, and there can be an aspect of nekudos within the tikkun itself. So the way that the Rebbe is answering the kasha of how can you come and fix the sadness and the chaos and the brokenness of the world of nekudim with the havayos and with that which seems to be the very problem itself. So what the Rebbe is coming to answer is that al pi erchen, according to the relative positioning of these terms, the phrase tohu or nekudos is not absolute in its representation of negativity, but it represents the possibility of negativity even within the realm of positivity. And what is this aspect of oilam ha'atzvus seen in a rectified way? There is an aspect of libo doig bekirbo. There is an aspect of one whose heart is worried within them. The yesh bebechinas ba'olam atikun, and there is a way of seeing within the world of rectification itself. She yesh be kefi erech in a certain relative position. Gam bechinas atohu dekedusha, also an aspect of a holy chaos. She yesh behatikun that can be found within the tikun itself. Vuhu ha'inyan shel bittel ha'avayas menukados shehem bebechinas chachma bebechinas nekudos. Now we can understand how it's possible to fix the nekudos with the Havayos themselves, because the Havayos HaMenukados are associated with the light of Bittal. And in truth, that aspect of Nekudos is not rooted in the destruction or the desolation of Tohu, but rather it's the desolation within the fixedness, or as the Rebbe said, it's the sadness within the rectification. Now, what was that level of sadness? That level of sadness was the Libo Doi Bikirbo. So what I believe that this represents is what the Mitla Rebbe states twice, as far as I know, in Kuntrish's as well as in Share Yichud the Emuna. In I'm sorry, in 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 Torah in in Shar in in Or rather, I'm sorry, in Shari Yichud, in Torah Or near Mitzvah in Torah Or in Shari Yichud, the Mitla Rebbe says this that Shamati me Avi, I heard from my father the Balatanya B'shem Rabo in the name of the Magad of Mizrich B'shem Rabo in the name of the Balshemtov Shein that a person 
cannot begin to understand the secrets of except the person who has that natural tendency towards melancholia that is entrenched within their hearts from their youth, as it is written, as it is expressed in Masechus Chagiga, that Ein Mosrin Raze Torah that we do not convey the secrets of the Merkava, the secrets of the chariot, except to one whose heart is worried within them. So we see that there's a certain worriness of the heart. There's a certain aspect of Atzvah's Dikadusha, which is not only present within rectification, but is contingent in one's capacity to understand the secrets of Primia Torah. So what we have so far, and what we're going to end with for tonight, is the fact that the, the Rebbe starts off with the question of what in the world does Tohu have to teach me in terms of Avodah Hashem if Tohu is associated with sadness? And Zak the Rebbe, that when we understand the of the Rashash and the Torah's Chacham and the relative positioning of these terms, there is going to be a certain element of Tohu de Kedusha, of a holy Tohu, which is not a sadness per se, but a certain tendency towards brokenheartedness or a vulnerability that breaks the heart open enough to allow Panemius Torah to begin to act as medicine. And when we can understand that that secret of the tohu within tikkun, or the shvira within tikkun, or how we can rectify nekudos with the nekudos themselves, we're going to begin to understand what it means to serve HaKadosh Baruch on the darga of Vayihili Shor Bechamor, that when I'm sure, when I look out at that Choymer HaKadmon, at that loftiest place of the Hiuli, of that Hashem Yimlech Le'olam Va'ed, I'm going to come to understand the secret of what Hasidus is trying to teach us in terms of finding a Kaddish Baruch Hu specifically down here. Be'ezras Hashem will continue with this mimer tomorrow night. Mirz Hashem.